Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. And if you know me, you know I love the 20s era. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love drama and thrills, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? You can chat and play with or against others by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Welcome back to Beyond the Blinds. It is me, Troy McGeady, and I am joined by Kelly Williams. And we are very excited for today's episode. Um, we've been kind of passively talking about this person for, I mean, I, I, I guess since we started. Mm-hmm. And, well, since before we started, really since we started recording together in general. <laughs> um, and yeah, today we're going to have a full little Hilton Kiki. I love talking about Paris Hilton. I'm excited to get like to hear your thoughts on her. Um, yeah. And how are you, by the way? I'm doing great, Troy. How are you? I'm good. I'm looking at Kelly right now and she's got a really good, like good, healthy haircut right now. Like it's just, it's very Pantene commercial, shiny, healthy. It's good. Thank you, Troy. Troy usually sees me at like my most disheveled because we record (laughs) late at night. Yeah, Kelly always sees me in a dirty t-shirt. By the way, this is my high, senior high school t-shirt that's basically a belly shirt on me right now, by the way. Uh, <laughs> covered in stains. And Looks great. You look great. Thank you. And just so everybody knows, my background right now on Zoom is Paris Hilton drinking a PBR on the floor of a club. Just like thong out ass up it's so good (laughs) right when he joined the zoom I went Troy what the fuck (laughs) Uh, you guys know my sexual fetish is to shock people with a zoom background it's all I have well can I just say something really funny somebody um dm'd me after the hills I'm not hills I'm sorry after the CW episode Mm -hmm. and they were like Troy Troy destroys your childhood and Kelly destroys your childhood crush (laughs) <laughs> where is the lie <laughs> sorry <laughs> listen everything we've ever loved is a lie and the sooner you find that out the easier it is to rip the band-aid off other than loving this podcast that's the truth yeah this is the only truth in your life <laughs> the only thing you need um so yeah we're gonna be talking about paris hilton today um unfortunately Nikki Hilton is like very fucking private and super boring actually probably not boring at all but just so private so the only blind items that you really find about her is that she was like desperate to get married to a rich man for you know 10 years um but she did it and she did it she got what she wanted 
Mm-hmm. And now her and her family live under the city with the lizard people. <laughs> <laughs> and they know where the bombs are that are going to kill us. Um, and yeah, so we're mostly going to be talking about Paris today. Obviously, Paris is just like a, a well of blind items and we're just going to be talking about her in passing because there's so much interesting you know Paris is like resurfaced in this really interesting way so um yeah I guess like what is your what's your Paris Hilton journey so when I was younger I always felt like Paris Hilton was mean to Lindsay Lohan because I I looked it up and there's only a five-year age gap but when it was happening I felt like Lindsay Lohan was so young And like this older mean girl was picking on her. Mm -hmm. So I never really cared for Paris. It took me a long time. It took me honestly until her YouTube documentary to really appreciate her. Yeah, I don't, it's hard to like, it's, it's really hard to put your relationship with Paris Hilton into words, especially like when you're a millennial. Mm -hmm. Like, because I've always been like a bigger girl, right? I have black hair. She's basically like the anti-me, right? Right. So that was always like kind of in the back of my head. I was like, oh, that's what guys want. That's how you're supposed to be built. You're supposed to have all this money. Sorry, guys. You're going to hear like bells in the fucking background. If you can't hear, I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. But like, I was always like, well, I can't be her. So I don't know if there was almost like a jealousy there too. Well, I'm not one who really says this very often. I'm not like a, you know, she's terrible for society kind of person. It's like, I think it's so silly when people say that. But I think Paris is the exception. Like, I really do think, you know, obviously we have her to thank in a lot of ways for the way people are famous now. And I guess, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even know if that's like a good thing. Like, even that itself feels really kind of sad. Like, yeah. you know, like her kind of fame, if anything, kind of killed celebrity in the traditional way. Uh, And yeah, I mean, I think that she was a really, I just think that if you're a person of a particular age, like you grew up with a different relationship to Paris Hilton and you know that she was like very fucking evil, very fucking mean. Mm -hmm. She was a real life Regina George. And the way that she's mean and cruel is like on such a deep level that it's yeah. like it's almost like people are unwilling to scratch that surface because they don't they would rather her just be like a soft spoken, you know, glitter loving party girl from Anita. But like, you know, it's dark. Paris Hilton is very fucking dark sided. Absolutely. And I will say one thing now that kind of drives me crazy about her is she talks about Britney a lot and she's like commented on a few of Britney's Instagram posts being like, come on my cooking show. And I'm like, Paris, not now. Like, maybe now yeah. is not the time for this. Yeah. Like, the whole... And I just... I despise uh, that she's being lumped in with Britney for how we treated celebrities back in the day. I hate... I can't even put into words how much I hate that. Well, explain that, because I'm curious. I mean, you literally... You're like, I can't put it into words. I'm like, <laughs> well, put it into words, doll. Yeah. <laughs> no. I just think like, you know, Perez Hilton, or Perez Hilton, Paris Hilton and Britney, obviously, yeah, they've both had their, you know, their issues with the media and the paparazzi, but like their careers are in no way similar. 
And just because they hung out and they both wore juicy couture, I think that's like what they've been reduced to. That they're mm-hmm. just like these early 2000s girls or whatever. And it's like, no, Britney Spears does not have the same career as Paris Hilton. Britney Spears like worked her ass off and had a craft. I mean, she's a musician. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? They just at some point in life like met up and hung out and got drunk together and were like splashed on magazine covers together. But like, I don't know. I just don't like that comparison. And to, yeah, P- Paris Hilton was treated poorly but that was a part of Paris's career was she made herself on purpose sort of a joke laughing stock and Britney never did that Britney was tormented and tortured and like like ripped apart by the media in a totally different way than Paris ever did so we're talking about Paris and Britney right now and ND lawyer said something and I want your opinion on this this is something Guys, everything from now on is allegedly. We're not going to say it a million times. I'm just saying it now, once, everything from here on out. Take it for what you will. Okay. But NT Lawyer, I listened to his podcast on Paris Hilton like a year, maybe like two or three years ago at this point. Mm -hmm. And he said that Paris and Britney were a couple. I believe that. You do? Yeah, I I, I have a blind save to my phone about their sex tape. Oh, (laughs) yeah I believe it um there's a rumor this is just like blind item fodder I don't have like a specific blind about this but there is a rumor a long-standing rumor that um the Britney and Lindsay in Paris of it all was actually like this big crazy love triangle um and that we just see Cara Delevingne in that (laughs) (laughs) Cara was above them with the puppet strings going Uh, she was watching and learning (laughs) totally um but yeah there's basically rumor that like Paris and Lindsay in a sense were like fighting over Britney and I don't know if you remember there was this weird moment um around like the VMAs like 2007 VMAs Mm -hmm. where Lindsay was like being very snarky about Britney to the press saying like I don't care about what's going on with her I don't care that she's performing at the VMAs. I don't care what's going on with her children. Just like kind of being like cunty. Whereas like, you know, maybe a few weeks prior to that or like a month prior, they were hanging out a lot. And a lot of people, a lot of blind item people think it's because in a sense, Britney sort of chose Paris in their fight over Paris, in their fight over Britney. It's like, in the long run, obviously Paris is the one that's like linked to her, you know? Yeah. That's so crazy because I don't even remember like a Lindsay and Britney feud. I always just, when I think of Paris Hilton, I honestly think of Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, I think that's fair. I would say most people Mm -hmm. would say the same thing. Yeah. You know, what do you think about that though? Do you think that that's like a possibility that it could have happened? I mean, I think anything's a possibility to be totally honest. Yeah. I mean, after (laughs) reading so many blinds and listening to different podcasts, I don't know if it was like true love. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I don't know if it was true love or if it was like a warm body. Sure. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like if you just want to hook up, like that's totally cool. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if, 
I don't know. That one's actually a little bit harder for me to wrap my head around. But after seeing pictures of Paris, like holding, um, holding Britney's kids and stuff, it's just like, maybe. Yeah. It was a, a very intimate relationship. Yeah, and, it was definitely intimate. I don't know if it was romantic, but it was intimate. Right. And like, Paris is very bisexual. Brittany herself mm-hmm. is very bisexual. She's dated women. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. It's definitely, I don't think it was like true love for sure. But I also think that for a long time, honestly, probably, you know, unfortunately, since before she was of age, I think that Brittany had... I wouldn't say a reputation, but just sort of an aura around her in Hollywood where it's like, she was like a git. It's like, I got Britney. Yeah, for sure. Fred Durst. Like- Fred Durst. Like, that's why they would brag about it. I mean, do you remember the Ben Affleck, like the, the strip poker rumors and he was waiting for her 18th birthday? And- I hate that man so deeply. <laughs> yeah, he, always, he always finds his way into our episodes. <laughs> no, but I do. And I almost feel like for a while, Paris was kind of that girl too. Totally like raise your hand if you fucked Paris Hilton it was like one of those kind of things yeah which is so fucking gross and I will say I didn't realize how young Paris was Mm -hmm. when the sex tape came out and all of that Mm -hmm. and now that I'm 30 and and just found out she's 19 I was like holy shit Mm -hmm. that's horrible yeah that was like really awful and she has said many times even though people like to ignore it she has said in a couple different documentaries that she doesn't think she was of age when it was filmed yeah she says she was like 18 maybe yeah no 17 I'm sorry like 17 18 so that's fucking wild I mean she's clearly not in the right mind state in it like it's just so when I think of that stuff it's kind of like anything we talk about right like Yes, she's Regina George, but what is her villain story? Yeah, she's also an abuse victim, you know, always. We got to do it. We should do a Rick Solomon episode. (laughs) He'll be a part of our Rotted series. Yes, Rotted Rick Solomon, like the Pam Anderson of it all, the... uh, All of it. She had a Doherty, yeah, that'll be good. Well, I also want to ask you, while we're just kind of like gabbing about her, uh, I've been talking about this like a little bit on my podcast, but I want your thoughts like the rebrand. What do you think of Paris Hilton's resurgence, rebrand, um, brainwashing of the public, of the media? I mean, it worked for me, to be totally honest. Watching her YouTube um, documentary like really changed how I saw her. Like I said, realizing how young she was and everything she went through, like being kidnapped in the middle of the night to like be thrown to a boarding school. Um, It makes me not like Kathy Hilton. I don't watch um, Real Housewives and I know everyone loves her right now, but I'm kind of like, that's really fucked up what she did to her child. Well, the irony is like Kathy is also rebranding right now too. And it's almost like they're doing it together. Yeah, it's like people's, I. I'm always so blown away by how short the attention span is of the general public where I'm like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. You guys know who Paris Hilton is. You know who Kathy Hilton is. You think Paris Hilton is just like this homophobic racist monster on her own? Hello. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I, 
I like to think Paris has grown. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to genuinely think now that she's going to therapy, maybe she's able to face more of her demons and she's right. learned from her past. But then I see her commenting on Britney's stuff and being like, I talked to Britney last week. I'm like, Britney doesn't have a phone. Like you're not, you're not like the, the messenger between Britney and the world. Like stop. I know. Yeah. And I know I keep like going back to Britney, but that like, that just bugs me. Yeah. Because it's, it's just leeching on to something that doesn't belong to her. It's disingenuous. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so easy to, it's so easy for her to take that narrative because Britney doesn't really have a voice. So it's easy for her to be like, I always protected her. Mm-hmm. Paris Hilton is not somebody who protects people and she never has been. Like Paris Hilton- So Troy, you tell me, you tell me about her rebrand. I think that it's incredibly smart. I think she's been trying to rebrand herself for, I, my God, I mean, what? Maybe six or seven years now? Yeah, I remember when she was DJing in, it's Abitha, right? Not Abiza, Abitha? Yes, yes. When she was a DJ out there, she used to throw raves for um, children in hospitals. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know about that, but she'd like not go to the hospital, bring kids to like a club and have like a kid <laughs> rave. And I thought that was so cool. And that yeah. was probably like seven years ago. Yeah, she's been like trying to figure out a new, you know, and like she claims to be the most successful DJ in the world. I, mean, I don't know if that's true. Her and Brody um, Jenner. <laughs> right her Brody and, and K-Fed um <laughs> but yeah I think that the rebrand is in, insanely smart I mean and when I say this I was I always want to stress the fact that like like I'm sympathetic to what happened to her at that school I think it's like fucking insane I can't believe it's real um I cried during the documentary when I first watched mm-hmm. it it was like that it was just like really intense um but it doesn't change the fact that I think Paris is using it to rebrand herself and good for okay. her you know I mean that's smart that's it's a real true life traumatic event that she doesn't have to lie about and she's using it to create this new image for herself as I don't know like like sort of like a Kim 2.0 you know she watched Kim become a lawyer and help people get out of jail and I think she saw how positively that impacted Kim's public persona Mm -hmm. and again I'm not saying that she doesn't genuinely care but she's using what she has in a smart way yeah no I don't think that's wrong to say you know but I also I'm like I'm not an idiot it's like I know what the fuck she's doing you know what I mean like I see it I feel like it's crazy that other people don't see it and Mm -hmm. you know I've just been listening to her do all these this press and I'm just like the shit that she says is so fucking disingenuous. I can't believe people are going for it. Like, I was just listening to Chelsea. I talked about this in my podcast, but I was listening to her interview Chelsea Handler on her mm-hmm. podcast. And she was like talking about how she would be afraid to try drugs because she doesn't like to not be in control. And they were just going with it. Wait, what? Yeah. Paris Hilton said she was afraid to try drugs? Yes. She's afraid to try drugs because drugs that take you out of your mind because um, she's such a control freak and it would scare her. What the, f- are you fucking kidding? And Chelsea Handler is just sitting there like, 
Like, girl, as if you haven't made fun of her for a decade on television for being a, like a, a co-core, as you called her. Yeah, she did call her co-core all the time. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, that part of it, I don't understand. Yeah, you know, I think, I think that she can own both versions of her past, right? Maybe. Like, being a victim, definitely own that, but also own that you were known as that party girl. It's okay. It's okay to be both. You can be both. It's Life's like, about growing. And like, like if, if 30 year old Kelly was still acting like 21 year old Kelly, you would not want to do a podcast with me. Oh, girl. So I do think, I hope Paris has grown. That's what I really hope. But again, I don't think it's wrong to talk about your past. You know, even, well, I was going to say with Demi, but I don't think Demi's a good example. So never mind. You know, I'm, I mean, I make this example all the time. I always use the comparison of Kim, but it's like, how can you not? I mm-hmm. think I say this, this is like my biggest thing with Paris Hilton. I'll say it until I'm dead. The reason I think Paris Hilton will ever fully get there the way that she wants to get there, the way Kim has gotten there is because she can't be vulnerable. She can't just be herself. She can't even talk in her own voice. It's so crazy too, because obviously in the documentary and on her podcast, she speaks in her normal voice. Mm-hmm. But if you watch her in interviews, you can watch her go in and out of the voice. Yeah, she can't She can't commit to just being vulnerable and honest to the public mm-hmm. about anything in her life. Like she's so guarded and it seems like it weirdly comes from this place of insecurity. Like if yeah. the world really saw who she actually is, they she probably she knows that they wouldn't like her you mm-hmm. know so it's like she she can't help but do the facade thing but I don't think she'll ever fully get to where she wants to get because people can't genuinely connect to her the way that they can with Kim yeah I think that's a fair thing to say you know people really feel a connection to Kim Kardashian like they've been with her through all of her trials and tribulations they've been with her through births and complications during pregnancy and weight gain and psoriasis and divorces and fights and whatever you know and like you can say whatever you want about Kim and maybe it's like some fake version of her real life but at least she's good at pretending to be vulnerable with the public like Paris can't even fucking sit through an interview and talk about her life she can't after all these years in the business she can't even do a full interview about herself yeah it's crazy yeah I've never I guess Troy you're making me think (laughs) just so you guys know Troy is gonna lead this episode he is a I almost said Paris Hilton stan anti-stan uh you know you can honestly say stan I mean at this point it's an obsession it's it's a bodyguard level obsession sure (laughs) like I've made her a big part of my life I can't deny it so I'm going to come in hot. I'm going to start with a real, a real, a real doozy and then we can get into it. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is an old blind. It says, which celebutard has a secret madam past? Not only is she not rich, not as rich as she wants people to think, but when she first popped onto the radar, she was making money on the side by offering to fill billionaires boats with girls who would have sex for cash. And that's Paris Hilton. And I want to talk for a minute about Paris being a madam 
while also being a yacht girl because I don't think people we haven't really talked about like the whole madam thing no we haven't so like I think that you and I both just generally use the term yacht as like a blanket statement for like celebrity sex work yeah can we explain that just a little bit more yeah totally so yachting is a term that I'm pretty sure NT created right it's his phrase excuse me and it it is sort of a general term for it doesn't even really have to be like on a yacht it's a general term for sex work in Hollywood Mm -hmm. it's a general term for like I guess what they used to call the casting couch back in when we were younger now it's referred to as yachting because you, you can visibly see a lot of it happen you know in the Mediterranean on you know a a 12 million dollar fucking boat um but it's just a blanket term and it I always like to stress the point that it doesn't always mean securing the bag it's not about you know sex positivity sometimes it can be you know but it's also it can be really dark it can be about blackmail or you know it, it has like really dark roots like obviously it's Hollywood so everything does but there's a, a a real madam element to yachting where like in the 90s, like we knew Heidi Fleiss as like one person who was like a madam. Mm-hmm. And it seems like in the past like 20 years, people have taken Heidi Fleiss's, a lot of people have taken Heidi Fleiss's sort of old gig and tried it out for themselves where they're like well I could I know a lot of wealthy businessmen and I'm friends with a lot of desperate young girls or young guys that want to be models or whatever like I can provide people for these wealthy business guys and as much as Paris Hilton herself is like a yacht girl she also worked a long time in Hollywood it's like sort of a madam like Paris is like so fucking deep into the sex work of it all yeah yeah I agree with that um that's a I don't know you always open my eyes like I said I always know like like the tip of the iceberg you know there it always shows like the picture it's like the work you put in the work nobody sees (laughs) that's you you're the work like underwater (laughs) I'll tell you the tip of the iceberg, but Troy will like show you everything. Uh, I'm the red pill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it's true. Paris definitely. I mean, listen, just think about it. Like, look back. Think, let me, I'll give you one perfect example. People love to post those pictures of Paris Hilton and Hayden Penetier when oh, no. Hayden is fucking 15 or 16 years old. And people think it's so funny that Paris was clubbing with Hayden. And I've posted them myself. But, like, ask yourself, come on, like, put it together. Come on. No, for sure. Hayden was 15, 16, grinding on a pole with Paris. Chain-smoking cigarettes, holding a marker, or a a fucking, uh, like, a a Cosmo. You know what I mean? And I just want to say, everyone, we did hear you. We will do, like, a full Hayden deep dive. Yeah. Um. It just, that one's a tough one. It's hard. It's dark. It's, it's a lot of information. It's a lot of years. Um, but yeah, like the whole madam thing is just like so interesting. There's so many women 
like on a high level, like we've talked about Diana Jenkins on a really high, you know, affluent George Clooney level, down to people like, for a while, Farrah Abraham was trying to act as a madam. I mean, like, it's, you know, people in Hollywood want to have sex and- They want something from that sex. Totally, you know, and the people doing it, the people that are like, sort of in a sense being pimped out also want something from it you know it's like a it's an exchange Mm -hmm. yeah I just thought that was interesting because you don't really hear a lot of people talk about like that sort of element of Paris's life um so I have one from 2013 okay and this is not a blind and he would sometimes just like type things but this is another one of our favorite people to talk about who is attached to Paris Hilton. Okay. Nick Carter blames a lot of his drug addiction issues on one person, Paris Hilton. In his book, which is coming out next week, Nick says that when the two started dating back in 2003, he was doing drugs on occasion, but then his life became one big party. Every night with Paris ended up as a Coke and ecstasy party topped off with bottle after bottle of booze. Nick says that Paris does more drugs than any other person he's ever met. This might be why she's been busted for them. It also makes you wonder how such a tiny person is still alive. She must just be filled with coke. Oh, and herpes. Tell me again why someone would want to date her. She reminds me of the guy who can never grow up and just wants to keep partying every day. Kind of like Hugh Hefner, but without the bathrobe and pipe. The problem is you can't stop because you've made your living going to parties, getting wasted, and it's never ending. Nick says he's been sober for five years. Now, the Nick and Paris relationship, I think we need to talk about it. Let's talk about it. And being a Backstreet Boys fan, like, like, you know, I'm a really big Backstreet Boys fan. It is so hard for me to like them because of like, just like Nick Carter in general, he's such a dark cloud over that band in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. And he's again, the perfect example of like, you know, abuse victim turned not, I mean, really just like the face of what happens to a young person when they get abused and are, you know, treated like so horrifically. Mm-hmm. you know and like what it can turn you into just a fucking beast of a person like terrible um I actually showed Troy a video over the weekend some in sync and some of Backstreet Boys did some event in Vegas and Joey Fatone was giving Nick a hard time and that Carter anger came out on stage yeah it was like okay like it was uncomfortable immediately like he went for the jugular for fun. Poor Joey Fatone. I know. Shut the fuck up, Joey. I was like, whoa. <laughs> okay. Oh. We'll post that to our Instagram story so you guys can see. I was like, oh, the NSYNC boys must not know that they can't joke with Nick like that. The Backstreet Boys were like, uh, uh don't do that. Right. <laughs> don't go there. But I think about their relationship a lot. Because at first everyone was like, oh, it's like two beautiful blondes. And (laughs) I remember people being like, it's the cheap version of Britney and Justin. Oh God. But then bruises started to be shown Mm -hmm. and like really bad, bad, bad pictures. And you're just kind of like, oh God. And then Aaron Carter's hanging out with them all the time. And Mm -hmm. 
I feel like it went downhill so quickly, but people still talk about this relationship. And I'll even see fan accounts posting pictures being like, they were hot blondes. I'm like, they weren't. No. No. I think that's one of the most dysfunctional celebrity relationships ever. I think so too. And especially like during the time that it happened to to Mm -hmm. see it play out so publicly and for us to all know what was going on. But, you know, with the public having at the time, no sympathy for Paris Hilton. Right. It was really weird to watch an abuse relationship play out publicly and people not care because it's Paris Hilton. And Nick going on an actual publicity tour after their breakup. Right, like, for sure. Yeah, people knowing that he beat her up. There are pictures of of her covered in bruises, bloodied lip, like, fucking grab marks on her arm. Like, really, like you said, really beaten up. Not even, like, not that it's okay for, like, a grab, but I mean, like, he beat the shit out of her. Yeah. Undeniable. And the pictures were so public. Yeah. And nobody gave a fuck, because it was Paris. And it was just like, well you're a whore. I was like, what the hell? That was, oh God, what a horrible time to grow up in. That honestly, guys, I want you to think about this because we're talking about 2003. That was peak slut shaming. Mm -hmm. That was when you could put on a, not People Magazine, but an Us Weekly being like, Paris Hilton had sex with 50 men this month Mm -hmm. and nobody would bat an eye. Like it was such a different world. And it's just, I think we've grown a lot, not enough, but it's just so crazy to think that when we were younger, those are the things we were seeing. And I think that's why I didn't like Paris. Right. You know, because the media, number one, told me to be like her. Then number two told me to also hate her. Right. And like, to your point earlier, not that like, you know, I'm I'm like keep comparing her to Britney, but like to your point earlier about the differences between them, it's like, the difference between them when the media was like really heightened around their lives is like Britney wouldn't go on a talk like Paris used to go on like David Letterman knowing yeah that like her as the character Paris Hilton was going to be ridiculed make fun of that the top 10 would be about her it was almost like when Richard Simmons would go on um on Letterman just to be made fun of like it was a, a such a strange career that she had where she knew she was the joke she would lean into being the joke and it made it so that we never could even have like a tinge of sympathy for her whereas like Britney never wanted to be the joke and became the joke because of like mental health and stuff I mean it was like sad whereas like Paris and I'm not saying that it's okay the way that we treated her but it was a different give and take push and pull relationship to the media that I think is like kind of hard to explain make sense of like you know yeah for sure and I mean she's dating the pretty boy from a very popular boy band that we all grew up with right so I think that was against her totally you know I never liked Nick my intuition always knew piece of shit (laughs) but But seriously, and then he goes on Tyra, right? We talked about this on the CW episode. He's like, yeah, she cheated on me with Chad Michael Murray. And, you know, she does all these drugs, but I'm a good guy. And we were all just kind of like, yes. Yeah. (laughs) We watch you beat the shit out of Aaron on House of Carters, but 
but you didn't do it to Paris. It's just, in a way, I, I don't think Paris was kind to other women, mm-hmm. but she definitely did not deserve the men that she had. Oh my God. I mean, you want to talk about somebody who was just, you know, and like Kathy, again, Kathy Hilton paints this picture and Paris does too of like, you know, she was so um, restricted and, you know, this, they really paint this like sort of traditional, like heiress of thing of her. She was just locked in her billion dollar castle and just looked over the city longing to be a part of the lights. And it's like, you want to talk about somebody who was just footloose, fancy and free, able to do whatever the fuck she wanted her whole life and not, not parented at all. It's Paris Hilton and Nikki Hilton. My God, like. They were like Serena Vanderwoodson with Jenny Humphrey habits. (laughs) Can you write that down? please? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I actually have to play off of your, the blind that you just read. I have one about Nick, Aaron and Paris as well. Oh God. (laughs) <laughs> it says now that a little time has passed the one prob- this one probably goes from easy easy to just easy these two celebrities used to date at the time the female was probably still an a-list reality star everyone hated her of course but she still was at the top of she still was at the top of the top of celebutants he was a b-lister and a celebrity he was probably he has probably slipped down to a c-list now although he does come from a family which when combined would put him back to maybe B-list. Anyway, the guy has a brother. The brother once slept with the celebutant. Okay, more than once, multiple times. He always kept it a secret from his brother though. When the brother found out, that was it for the relationship with the celebutant. That's from 2012. So that was a year prior to the one that you just read. And I feel like Aaron also kind of did a press tour of his own being like, yeah, he slept with Paris Hilton. And everyone's like, wait, 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 what? Right, I know. I know. He was so excited to like reveal that to people. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things again. It's like, I cannot think of a, a more toxic sibling like pair to hook up with. It's just so Paris to like gallop towards that. Like she just loves like disgusting, gross fucking horrendous sweaty throw money in people's faces men just like gross men so how do we feel about her relationship with Doug Reinhardt oh he is almost like the definition of that kind of guy just like wealthy abusive like he is Billy Zane in Titanic yeah do you know what I mean, I mean? yeah Doug's always been nice to me I'm but like I'm not an idiot right you know, it's, it's yeah. tough. And there are a lot of pictures of them. Like there are really graphic photos of them in the club and she's like wasted out of her mind. And he's like pulling her dress up and kind of doing mm-hmm. stuff with cameras there. It's, oh God, I just. It's, we should have put a trigger warning at the start of this episode. I know. Sorry, you guys. Honestly, I mean, I guess when you know that we're talking about Paris Hilton deeply, you, you know, can assume, but and it's true. I know that she said on her documentary, she was like, I've been abused by like seven men or five, five of the public relationships you've seen us in, mm-hmm. see me in. Who else has she dated? 
we'll see Priscilla. Yeah. And um, she also dated, which people don't talk about a lot. I know that it like went kind of viral as like a joke recently because Whitney Cummings was on her podcast and brought up Edward Furlong. That's who I was going to say. But like Edward Furlong for when he was, I mean, he, I don't know what the hell he does now, but when he was younger, if you read a lot of blind items about him from like the 90s and the early 2000s, he was also basically a pimp. And you'll read a lot of stuff about him being extru- like psychotic to women because he was a crack, like a crackhead. He was a full on heroin addict. And allegedly, <laughs> I think that he was, you know, you see these pictures of Paris when she's like really new onto the party scene. She's very young. It's like club kid Paris, like yeah. you know, lace glove, like crazy eyelash Paris. I think that he was pimping her out when she was young because they just look so seedy and so gross. And he was so, so I would definitely say him for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? I think, I think Chris Zilka who proposed to her yeah for sure I really think he was just like using her for fame I think so too because he dated fucking Lucy Hale for a minute (laughs) one day you're gonna have to lead a Lucy Hale episode you have to she's just so interesting and you wouldn't think she is (laughs) and I don't know anything about her except that she always pops up in conversations like this for me I found another Paris Aaron Carter blind this is specific to Paris and Aaron this is from, this is actually from December of 2006, but it was, it recently had an anniversary. You know, sometimes NT will post the anniversary of an interesting blind. And it said, this singer reality star had a relationship with that waxy woman. <laughs> Although he does enjoy the ladies, more than, more than one relationship has ended because of his love of men as well. Every time he is caught or confronted, he always says that it's the last time, but it seems he just can't get enough. It has got to the point now that he is very hollow inside and just goes through the motions with women until he can find one who was willing to ex- let him explore or even join in. And that was Aaron Carter in Paris when she was, um, that year she was in obviously in House of Wax. Wax a woman. It's just like so weird to think that Paris was like truly fucking Aaron. Oh my, we're going to have to do an Aaron episode and then he's going to kill us. <laughs> I know, I get so many messages about Aaron. It's like, we have to do it just to put people people out of their misery. (laughs) I guess it's tough because I feel like 2006 Aaron, obviously is not the Aaron we know now. He Mm -hmm. definitely wasn't, you know, an A-lister by any means, but he was still like, oh yeah, Aaron Carter, he was cute. People had a crush on Aaron. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I'm almost like, was it almost a dig at Lindsay Lohan too? <laughs> yeah, right. And Nick, like, why not kill three birds with one stone? Yeah, we we have to, we, we are going to have to do an Aaron episode, unfortunately. We do. We do. He's too tied to everybody we talk about every week. I know, I know. I mean, everybody, even like, obviously, Lou, everybody, every single person that we care about, Aaron is tied to. Scary. um yeah let's talk about some of paris's like feuds and relationships with other celebutants who do you think is the most iconic feud because i want you to go first and then i'll go okay 
Um, I would say the most iconic few, probably just because it's so easy to follow, has got to be Lindsay. It's so documented. It's so, I mean, everybody sort of knows the beats. It's rare that you'll find that like, ev- like even people who don't read these blinds and stuff and who don't care about celebrity gossip, like they know the Paris hit me. They know Paris is a cunt. They know, you know, it's, they know all of it. Like that one is just so embedded in pop culture, you know? I was gonna say that, but then in my head, I remember when she was fighting with Nicole Richie. Oh, you're right. Maybe that is the answer. But no, you're right. Because more people talk about her versus Lindsay, but I loved the simple life so much. And I've always loved Nicole Richie. And when they were fighting, I really thought my world was going to end. I know that was a, that was a real millennial like moment. Like that was like a moment that I feel like separates millennials from Gen Z when it comes to the way they perceive Paris and Nicole and the simple life. When they fought, it was like really gut-wrenching. Like it really had an intense impact on people. And I remember Nicole got caught with drugs. Yeah. And I feel like she decided to distance herself very publicly from Paris. Yeah. Because she's like, I'm not doing drugs anymore. And then she's like, I'm also not friends with Paris anymore. Right. Yeah. And they like wink. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Totally. And they were terrible to each other. And, you know, I also think it was so early into us, like getting to know Paris that we didn't really know at the time that like, that was just how her relationships played out, that she would fight with her friends all the time. And, um, people that she had like grown up with like you know for example Tara Reid uh you know one day she would be really close to her and then another day she'd be watching her not be allowed into a a club and making fun of her and you know that was just sort of the gig but at the time like the Nicole Richie of it all my god do you remember when Nicole played her sex tape at her party yes (laughs) it was like holy shit I wanted to read so back in 2007 Um, Nicole Richie was still friends with Paris. They were still besties, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And obviously they both hated Lindsay Lohan. And I know this is more of like a Nicole Richie thing than a Paris, but I think it's just a fun little thing to bring up. It's a text message from Nicole Richie to Lindsay Lohan. So this is when Nicole Richie, Paris, and Lindsay were all kind of still friends in 2007. And Nicole Richie sent a text from Lindsay Lohan's phone to a model who, who accused Lindsay of stealing $10,000 worth of clothing from her, which could be true if it's Lindsay Lohan. Very much that. But again, these three were friends at the time. So I can just picture them all just like allegedly doing lines together. And, and then <laughs> Nicole Richie's like, give me your phone. It says, are you okay? I know you have nothing but Jesus fucking Christ. Are you so desperate for new clothes you're willing to file a police report for some? I'll go to Goodwill for you and pick out a nice new pair of pants for you to wear and split open because you're getting so fucking huge. If you're going to do drugs, at least have something to show for it. Lose some damn pounds and get a life. You're fucking <laughs> you're fucking delusional, empathetic, and embarrassing. Next time you write Lindsay, you'll be dealing with the wrath of me. Consider this a warning. Nicole Richie, P.S. Blow a horn. <laughs> oh my God. Nicole is psychotic. Nicole Richie is fucking crazy. 
Can you imagine fighting with Nicole? No, she's the scariest of them all, I think. I for sure think that. I did an episode on her a few years ago, and I remember reading about how she was raised with no discipline whatsoever. Like, she had never been told no. She had never been not given something. Like, she literally was almost like feral, like wealthy feral, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Because she just had never experienced not getting her way. And like when you know that and you rewatch The Simple Life, it all makes so much sense. Like mm-hmm. it's just Nicole being her purest form. Yeah, she's terrifying. I would be so scared for Nicole to come for me. She would read me. She would make me feel terrible. She would tell me to blow a horn. Who do you think won the war between Nicole and Paris? Well, I think Nicole definitely won. Yeah. Because yeah. N- not only was Nicole like so smart in the way that she like because she was rebranding herself at the same time I mean how crazy is that that she had like she started that feud as like sort of old Nicole right and then like throughout the feud Rachel Zoe got her hands on Nicole and like she by the end of it she was this like glam fashion queen like had given herself a career as like a fashion icon like she came out of that fight as Nicole 2.0 obviously scary skinny and you know riddled with issues but like for the time it was so crazy like she you know like Paris started that fight with being friends with a completely different girl than when they became friends again yeah for sure and I think We've talked about two. We've talked about her and Lindsay, her and Nicole. We have to talk about her and Kim. Not, not Kim, uh, not Kim Stewart. Not the one who fell <laughs> off the motorcycle on the red carpet. <laughs> who was engaged to talent Terreo for <laughs> 11 days. Not her. Oh God, Paris and Kim. I still, I mean, I still believe that Paris in a sense just sort of like surrendered to Kim. You like, think so? Yeah, I, I think that there's a big part of her that probably didn't want to really be friends with her again or forgive her. Mm-hmm. But like, you got to know when to fold them. And I think that when they weren't talking and when they weren't close and when they weren't friends still, Paris's career had be. And I remember talking about this during the time uh, when it was happening, Paris's career had become answering questions about Kim. What are, yeah. are you threatened by Kim's fame? Are you threatened by her success? Do you feel like you created her? And she'd like, be like, she did a great job organizing my closet. Right. <laughs> yeah. She was so evil and bitter about it. You remember when she called her, when she said um, her ass looks like cottage cheese in a trash bag? <laughs> she was so mean. And then she finally was just like, okay, like, I'm going to just fucking make up with this girl publicly and show that I support her being more famous than me and then all of a sudden it all stops you know it is really almost like Regina George and Katie Herring and she's like I like created her yeah you are a less hot version of me (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is (laughs) who do you like better Paris or Kim um I actually really genuinely like Kim. I do. I like I him. You don't tell me everything. I don't know. I just, 
It's kind of funny because to me, she doesn't come off genuine. Mm-hmm. I liked her best during her Reggie Bush years because I felt like that was like the happy Kim and the real Kim. Mm-hmm. But then she just became like, like all celebrities do. Right. Like a celebrity version of themselves, I guess. But I don't know. Paris? I've had a love-hate relationship with Paris since I was like 13. I understand that. And there's a, there's a, listen, I like Paris. I guess for me, it's like, I like one version of Paris. I don't like the other. Like, I don't like Princess Paris. I love deep voice Paris. That's like so comfortable with Nicole that she's just being herself. Mm -hmm. Like simple life Paris when she's not acting. I adore, obsessed. When she got bucked off the horse. Yeah. (laughs) Went too fast. (laughs) Like It kind of sucks that like, there are so many things you can talk about with Paris. And I feel like that is why she is such a staple in pop culture. Mm -hmm. I think you could say Paris Hilton to like a, I want to say 15, but probably not like an 18 year old or like a 50 year old. Mm Mm-hmm. They all know who she is. Yeah, they all know who she is. And it, it, you know, she's polarizing. Like, yeah, you know, you could say that there are celebrities who are like, you know, have real careers or whatever. And like, you can question whether or not she should be famous or not. But when you mention her, it sparks conversations like this between people. Like you said, no matter who they are, no matter what age they are, no matter what race, People have a lot to say about Paris Hilton. Like she really gets people going. Like she really like ignites people, you know? For sure. I want to give us Tinkerbell. <laughs> she did give us Tinkerbell. I actually found a lot of really interesting lines about her pets that she's like not really this like loving pet owner. And that she, I mean, she's had, I think NT counted in, in 20, whatever, that it was like over 151 pets that she's been photographed with and some of them once and nobody ever knows where they go. Where are these people's pets going? I don't know, because the Kardashians do the same thing. Right. Like, yeah, where are I... all these little dogs and, and goats and donkeys and birds and cats? Like, a hundred and fifty. you're just going to, like, people who, like, clean their house? They're like, I see you picking up that dog shit. You want the dog? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like... Paris has always just had like 90 of these like little I don't know you know and I love animals but uh, they're like little inbred little tongue yeah like crawling on the floor because they don't have legs at work kind of dogs like just all over her house 150 pets is a lot to count for them to just disappear (laughs) Yes, there should definitely be an investigation. <laughs> right, I'm like, the police should be involved in that, I think. I think that's not okay. If I had, like, a different cat every time we recorded. <laughs> and I never saw one twice ever. <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. 
From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with internet's best converting checkouts. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% off all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash blinds, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash blinds now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash blinds. Um... I have a really interesting blind. This is super random, but it's from 2015. I just think it's funny. It's not funny. It's really dark. Uh, um, it says this former A-list reality star who was still thankfully off the air once had to pay off a massive drug bill by sleeping with the son of a drug lord. She spent the weekend with him at his home, at the home of a celebrity sex offender slash molester she calls a good friend. And that's Paris Hilton and James Franco. James Franco is someone who is very dark-sided. Yeah, <laughs> James Franco is like... James Franco has been showing us that... James Franco is so funny to me because he's been showing us for more than 20 years that he can't be trusted and that he's disgusting. But because he's hot, we just keep pretending we don't know that he is literally evil. He's rotted. So rotted down to the, the marrow of his bone. Just pure filth that runs through him. So I found a blind from April 20th, 420, yeah. That one's so stupid. Um, <laughs> 21. This former A-plus list celebrity reality star continues to talk about her past and is rewriting a lot of it. She seems to have totally forgotten the release she signed and the paperwork to set up an LLC she signed so that the millions of dollars she was paid for the sex tape could be deposited. She didn't have to do those things. No one would have ever seen the tape otherwise. That's Paris Hilton. What Did Paris Hilton that? release her own tape? Oh, okay. I don't think that Paris released the, the tape herself, but I do think that she pulled a Pam Anderson and her family was like, once they knew that this was like a possibility that it could happen, I mean, got, you know, tried to get ahead of it in whatever way they could. Yeah. I don't think that it's the same for Kim, though. Like, I think that Paris and Kim's situations are very different. I think Kim saw what happened to Paris, and she was like, Ray J, let's do it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think Chris helped, you know, set up an amazing deal for her and stuff, and for sure. But yeah, I, I think that... I, I I believe Paris when she says, like, I that she didn't want it out. And I, I, and when I think in her recent documentary or in the one that she did back in the day for MTV, I think it was like in 2008, I talk about it a lot. It's called um, Paris, Not France. It's like actually really good. She said like, I would have been famous without it. And she's right. I mean, 
she would have probably made a massive impact on the world without the tape. The Simple Life was like doing really well, but people tuned into The Simple Life to see the girl from the sex tape. That's why I got so many viewers. Right. So, uh, but I believe her when she says that she didn't, you know. She may not have out. released it, but she figured out how to make it work. Totally. But yeah. you know, I guess you can't really blame somebody for that. God, no. You know? But I do think Kim released hers. I do too. And one thing that's so crazy is in the early 2000s, a sex tape was horrendous. Mm-hmm. Like if it came out now, people would be like, ew, why would you show, like, why would you leak their private information? You're a disgusting person. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but like back in the day, it was like, ew, why would you film yourself have sex? Oh, right. Yeah. Like you're a slut. Yeah. Yeah. We and weren't like, very body positive or sex, sex positive back in the day. No, and nobody ever really took, you know, Rick Solomon never got any shit for that. I mean, any Paris shit. was destroyed. I mean, she was ripped apart by the fucking globe. I mean, every part of the world was talking about that tape. And Rick was going on Howard Stern and promoting it. And, you know, he was like the man because he fucked Paris. When she was like 17. Yeah. And he was like 35. Do you remember the video of him uh, on on Howard doing, he did like commentary for the tape on the Howard Stern show? Yeah, I do. And he'd be like, this is the uh, opening DVD credits. We wanted to give it this kind of like cool look, you know, like literally describing it as if it's some fucking art house film. Yeah. And and I think that's why I'm always on the fence with Paris. Because again, I think she was bad to women, right? I don't think she treated women nice. Like I can remember just thinking, <laughs> I can remember thinking like, why is this old woman being mean to Lindsay Lohan? <laughs> <laughs> why is this gangly old gal so mean? I'm like, ew, she's 25 being mean to a 20 year old. Grow up. <laughs> While I'm like, what, like 14? I don't right. know. Crazy lady. I'm like, ew, she's so old. Get married. <laughs> well, it's funny too when you look back, like knowing that, you know, now that we know what we know about like yachting and sex work and stuff, it's funny when you look back at her relationships, it just makes you rethink all of them. Like I mm-hmm. like her and Tara Reed, for example. It's like, my God, what that would actually probably was behind the scenes, the de- the pure debauchery of Paris Hilton and Tara Reid's friendship. My God. It makes me wonder if any of the friendships that we saw Paris have, because she's had many of them over the years, Mm -hmm. if any of them were genuine. I think the Britney one was. I do too. I think her friendship with Britney was very genuine. I really do. And I do think that she cared about her. I hope that it doesn't seem like, um, you know, I, I think that she really cared about her a lot. Um, but yeah, it's like, even if they were genuine, Paris was still working for many years as a provider Mm -hmm. for wealthy men. I mean, for anybody who doesn't believe me, look no further than her relationship with Joe Francis, her, her best friend, Joe Francis. I mean, Anybody in Hollywood who openly is good friends with Joe Francis and parties on the Girls Gone Wild boat, cough, cough, Kim, and all those sisters, 
come on. What do you think Paris Hilton and Joe Francis are doing together? Playing Scrabble? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I feel like she's, her whole, all the people she surrounds herself with are just so seedy. Yeah, very seedy. And like, it all just seems so business transaction-y. Yeah. You know, like it's all like either having to do with like drugs. And there's also a lot of blinds. I know obviously we'll do a Lindsay Lohan episode one day. Um, There's also a lot of blind items about Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton sort of having this third career, if you will, third, fourth, fifth or whatever, as um, like traffickers. Like they help traffic drugs for these wealthy because they're surrounded by people like these fucking millionaire billionaire people in Dubai and in Africa and whatever and um yeah there's a whole like 10 year history of Lindsay helping traffic drugs for really wealthy people and you know that's so interesting because you always heard so many stories of Paris Lindsay all those girls just bringing so much coke into the club Mm-hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And what did Paris say when she was caught with Coke in her purse? I think the first time she said it wasn't her purse. Mm-hmm. And then like another time she was like, oh, I thought it was a stick of gum. Yeah, she said she thought it was gum. <laughs> Is that why you were rubbing it on your gums? You thought it was gum? <gasps> it's so funny. It's just like so amazing. Like it's the purest definition for me. As a double minority, I look at Paris Hilton and I'm like, wow, that really is the purest white privilege I've ever seen. To literally have photos of you doing mounds of cocaine off of Tiffany trays, doing cocaine off of men's stomachs. Like there are pictures of Paris Hilton doing coke off women's like vaginas from her storage unit. And everybody has seen them. And she can go to court and be like, I thought it was gum. And the judge is like, (laughs) we believe it. Knock, knock, knock. See ya. Two minutes in jail, that should do it. Now, well, we, you mentioned something earlier, which I am interested in. You said she has said like racist remarks, homophobic remarks. Mm-hmm. Was that early in her career? I mean, either way, it's not okay, right? You hope people grow from that, but sure. I just, that was news to me. I'd never heard that. Um. Yeah, so Paris... I don't remember the first time I can tell you the, when I can just speak for myself and tell you when I found out that Paris is racist was uh, her storage unit. Did you, um, were you ever a dabbler in ParisExposed.net or whatever? No, I was busy on the One Tree Hill forums. <laughs> okay. I'll send you, I'll send you my styles. Uh, I literally have everything saved from that, that website. And um. I can't even, I honestly can't tell you how many videos there are of Paris screaming the N-word, saying like, oh, like, like, you know, she used to film everything in green screen. And that's where the sex tape comes from is because Paris used to film everything. She mm-hmm. actually has like maybe six or seven sex tapes that are on the internet. And some of them, I mean, you could consider them sex tapes, but they're also just like a part of like a four hour video where she's like reading lines and going shopping and, you know, she's in Amsterdam doing smoking weed and, or whatever. And then, you know, she'll be at a, at a club in the middle of the night saying like, cause they're in green screen. 
And there's one of them where she's like, oh, we look like dirty N-words, like, because we're, like, in green screen, or, like, um, there's one video where she's telling the story about, actually, I have a blind item about it that I'll read, but there's one video where she's telling the story about uh, a security guard at a, a, a club, like, asking her to leave or something, and he was a Black guy, and she was, like, talking about how he had, like, the nerve and the audacity to like touch her arm and she was like oh like a disgusting black guy like touched my my arm like oh um yeah there's just it's so it's too many to count it's too many videos to count like and there's been blind items about her for a long time where she'll you know she talks about like even though she was always friends with like rappers and stuff like you see all these videos there are pictures of her hanging out with like diddy and Ja Rule and like all these early 2000s like 90s rappers Diddy just, means nothing though Diddy's like Spengali oh right Diddy is literally Bowser we'll do a rotted series on him at some point but uh yeah just people talking about the horrific shit that she would say about them when they're like you know a foot away if they can't hear her um there's recent videos or pictures of her drunk on a boat she didn't know she was being photographed and she's doing a nazi salute uh it's endless honestly it's it's endless she hates gay men there's a video of her from a couple years ago being filmed in a cab and she didn't know that she was being recorded talking about how disgusting gay men are and how they're all sex maniacs and they all have aids and that she thinks that they're repulsive and how she has to pretend to like them Wow. Yeah, I mean, she really is, like, an awful person. That, that's so, I mean, I'm not, like, surprised, I guess, which is probably sad. Right, yeah. But it's just, like, it's so crazy to think that, because a lot of her fan base is gay men. Right, and she knows. Right. And I feel bad for these kids, honestly. I mean, I feel the older gays, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? People my age that have, and it's no shade, but people my age that have like Paris Hilton Stan accounts that are gay men, I'm like, literally, what the fuck is your problem? Like, what is wrong with you? That I don't understand. The younger kids, I feel bad for. So I have a Paris Hilton story. Tell me every detail of it. It's really not that juicy, but my ex-sister-in-law um lived in Vegas for a really long time so she partied with a lot of celebrities you know okay she said like Kim Kardashian wouldn't look at you but like she'd be polite but wouldn't be like nice (laughs) I know that's not like that's like a weird way to describe it but like she was like pleasant enough but not like kind I get what you mean and I was asking her about all these celebrities and I was like what about Paris Hilton and she gave me a smile. She was like, she's nice. And I was like, is she? And she's like, if you have cocaine. <laughs> That's what every person says on the internet about Paris. Yeah. If you're, if you're down to party, Paris likes you. Yeah. But I do think she is nice to her fans, though. Like, she, she's not mm. stupid, right? Mm-hmm. She's not someone, if, if I was to go up to Paris Hilton and I was like, can we take a picture? She'd be like, absolutely, love your shirt. Right. And then I'd walk away. She'd be like, that's the ugliest effing shirt I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, like 1000% you hit the nail on the head. Like she's incredible at maintaining her 
public image. I mean, it's mm-hmm. really, and that's why I, in a lot of ways, am obsessed with her because I just love the study of this person. I just, I can't get enough. I just think she's so fascinating. And yet she never, she's never off. And that's why, you know, she has these like, as she calls them, little Hiltons, these people who travel all over the world, you know, to see her wave outside of a a Nordstrom or whatever, because she knows their names and stuff. I mean, she's the, she knows their names. Like the other day she was on, I was watching this Netflix interview that she did with her mom about her cooking show and just about her current life and the school provo and stuff Mm -hmm. and she said like the reason that netflix gave her a a cooking show was because one of her fans and she called him by his name she said like you know jeremy or whatever um commented on one of her things a, a, a story that she did where she asked like what would you guys like to see from my youtube channel and she's like one of my fans jeremy who always comments on my stuff knew him by first name he said you should do you should like cook something on YouTube and then it went viral and she was like I basically have this cooking show because of him and like you know she, I, you don't really see that very often but she works really hard at I don't know maintaining that and I also think for her though it's like not hard to do that because she has that like Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe like Anna Nicole thing where she could stand outside and be photographed for 12 hours and never get sick of it yeah like no, it's still sure. it's still narcissistic in a way mm-hmm. but it's better than being an asshole I guess right like know? remember when do you remember when Ariana Grande like was outside with her fra- fans and walked into the elevator and she's like oh fucking hate my fans yeah <laughs> <laughs> but no I will say Paris has always leaned into who the public thinks she is yeah and she's also good to people who like her, her fan-wise, I should say. That's why, again, it's just, I will always, it's really hard for me to just like, again, I know she was awful to Lindsay Lohan. I know she was awful to a lot of women that I'm sure we never will know about. But then I'm, I don't know. It's, I have a love-hate, I guess. No, that's what it is. I have a love-hate with her. And I'm, you know, it's like, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's like, I know that she's evil. I know that she's horrible. I know that she's rotted. I know she's mean. She's racist. Like I said, she's homophobic. But I I, I can't not be interested in her. And there's a part of her that I, I, I like. It's so weird. But like, I can't, I just, I'm obsessed with bringing this stuff up when I talk about her because I just feel like the narrative about her is so rewritten now that I'm like, oh, this is scary. Like people should know. You can watch Paris's Netflix show and think it's funny to see her not know how to cook pasta and stuff. I watched it, I thought it was hilarious. Like, but people should know. Yeah. You, you have to know that Paris is not a docile, meek, little church mouse, baby girl. She's she didn't not. get where she was by being that way. Right. Like she's, she's, taking advantage of how short people's attention spans are. Like she knows that for the most part, her past is easily easily accept, accessible on the internet, but mm-hmm. people have forgotten about it for in a lot of ways. People have forgotten. And there's a whole generation of people that don't know her the way we know her. And she's using that to her advantage. 
and I mean, even we talked about her biggest rivalry with Lindsay Lohan, you know, she looks like an angel next to Lindsay at this point in 2021. Totally. And she knows. She, yeah. She's very smart. Like, she knows. She's really manipulative with her image. And, and I it just, works. And it works. And it just freaks me out. It just, like, is insane to me. Like, there are so many Instagram accounts where I'm like, I can't believe that these young gay kids worship her like this in this way. Like, it's one thing to be like us and just like be obsessed with studying her, but Mm -hmm. to worship her and think that she's like this fucking goddess that walks amongst humans. Like, that is scary to me. And I see a lot, I follow a lot of like Y2K accounts and people are like, oh, like she was the queen of the early 2000s. I'm like, the public fucking hated Paris Hilton. Yeah. It was I mean, maybe, cool. maybe that makes her the queen, but people did not like her. Yeah, it wasn't cool to be, nobody wanted to be Paris Hilton. Right, we wanted to be Nicole Richie. Right, like, and I don't think young, I think that that's lost in translation. I mean, I don't know if anybody will ever really get that, but like, nobody wanted to be Paris. Like, you wanted to be Nicole. Paris was evil. She was just something to like, observe. That's all. I mean, the House of Wax was like, watch Paris die. Yeah. That was the slogan. And I feel like that's really all you needed to know about like how the public felt about Paris. Yeah. And that's the other thing that I, oh, I'm so annoyed that I waited so long to make this point. I hope that everybody started the episode is still here. But at the beginning, when we were talking about Britney, that's the biggest difference. Britney was, Britney Spears was never, has never in her entire life publicly she doesn't say bad things about people. She, the paparazzi who were fucking falling from her trees, she was still respectful to, you know what I mean? Like asking them about their day as they're like telling her that she's a bad mom. Britney Spears is like painfully nice. Mm-hmm. You know, she's nice to the point that it's like dangerous, obviously how vulnerable and nice and and sweet and humble she always was. It almost like, ru- I guess it's like ruined her life almost. Yeah, and it continues to, it seems. Mm-hmm. It's like she just, and her at her core, is such a good person that, like, she's just not meant for this industry. And that is not Paris Hilton. Like, they are not the same person. <laughs> they're not comparable. I, I can't believe that they're, like, one thing now. I'm just like, what is going on? Now, if there was a celebrity now that's famous, is there anyone you could co- there's no one that compares to Paris, I guess. No. Mm-mm. Paris created a whole new genre of famous people. Yeah. The only person that I ever really compare her to is, are you familiar with Angeline? I don't know if I am. She's this, like, this lady who lives in LA, and she, um, in the 80s, like, she became famous because she would buy billboards herself of herself and she just started <laughs> advertising herself as a famous person what a legend yeah I'll send you a picture she's really cool she drives a like a pink um this neon pink sports car she's always in full drag is like this bubbly pink big tit big lip like blow up doll basically nobody knows anything about her real life she's been famous for like 40 years and she just drives around LA and 
people stop and take pictures of her and she has albums and CDs and stuff and she is Paris before Paris. Yeah, look her up. <laughs> I'm looking her up. Um, she's the only person that I, in the whole world, that I could think to compare Paris to. Angeline, the billboard queen. Yeah, she's awesome. She's cool. I will send you a, she has fun YouTube documentaries and stuff. She's really interesting. Yeah, I guess, you know, in Legally Blonde, when they're like, did she just wake up and decide to go to law school? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paris Hilton just woke up and decided to be famous. Right, totally. <laughs> totally. And she's very good at being famous. And she's so cut out for the industry, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. She's not phased by how dark it is because she's so dark. And she's like willing to do anything. I think Paris, again, she did a great job rebranding herself. You know, she has a new image. Mm -hmm. And I like to think she's being genuine. I like to try and say people can grow. But man, did she go insane in the, in like my youth right like yeah. when I think pop culture I think Paris Hilton yeah agreed I do too and when I think of I mean honestly and I'm not again I'm not trying to be this person but when I think of like when people say like the early 2000s was such a shit time like it was such a you know a dark time and so politically incorrect and stuff like when I think of what unleashed a lot of darkness in our youth it's like Paris I I don't disagree like her and Lindsay and Brandon Davis and sometimes mm-hmm. Nisha Barton all fighting I yeah. live for it yeah and I feel like it made us think like it's really cool to be a mess it's really cool to just be trauma in a mess Absolutely. I was so mean. Like I thought being mean was cool when I was like 13, 14. I was like, oh, let me be a complete bitch to this person. And they'll think it's nice. Yeah. And they'll think I'm cool and popular and pretty if I'm mean. It's like so weird. So weird. And that's Regina George. You're right. Yeah. She unleashed a real just evil dark cloud on young people at that time as far as like body stuff, how you treat people, the things you do to become famous, like, and also for women. I mean, like women pretending to be dumb. Yeah. Just like a whole decade of women who were really smart pretending to not be because they thought it was hot. Yeah. It's just crazy. And that is the Paris Hilton influence. It's the Paris influence. (laughs) This won't be the last time we talk about Paris Hilton for sure. I mean. I know. I feel like we could even go into like, guys, we're going to have to do a Carter's episode. And I'm scared for my life. I'm excited. I'm excited to like really get into the the Nick Carter of it all with you. I'm scared because you see me go on Aaron's live and try and like poke the bear sometimes. I know. I know. The way you taught him. <laughs> like I'm bored. Aaron's live. Well, he's live all fucking day. Like, you know, often I look at Instagram and I'm like, oh my God, Aaron is live again. 
He's doing another beat on live. So can I ask you something really quick? I know we just went to Aaron Carter, but Nikki Hilton, how do you think she got out of it? Just because she was less wild than Paris? Because Nikki had like a lot of photos of her partying and stuff, but people were always like, oh, Nikki's the good one. It's almost like Mary-Kate and Ashley. I feel Mm -hmm. like everyone thought Mary-Kate was the wild one and Ashley was the good one. Right. And I almost felt like it was that way with Paris and Nikki. Well, that's a really good comparison. Um, Yeah, Nikki was just as wild as Paris, if not in many ways more wild. I think the only difference is that Nikki didn't have a, like, Nikki didn't have, like, that burning, intense desire to be famous. It was, like, take it or leave it for her. And I think in a lot of ways, like, she was happy to play second to Paris and let Paris be the one in the lead and she can do her debaucherous bullshit and, you know, do coke on the table of the bar and be on page six. But, like, not, like, I don't, I just don't think Nikki ever had the desire to be a public image, you know? It kind of, it kind of popped into my head. Nikki dated one of Mary-Kate Olsen's exes. Yes. So you know Nikki's not very innocent. Oh my God. Those and it's not Heath Ledger. I'm gonna send you when I send you my Paris Exposed folder, the Nikki of it all. The Nikki is the most interesting part. Oh my God. Oh the Nikki of it all. And now she's married to one of the richest families on the planet. Good for good for you, Nikki. Yeah, earlier I was telling Kelly, now she like crawls under the sewers of New York City to go home at night. Like she's a fucking lizard person now. <laughs> I mean, even on the Paris documentary, it was like, Nikki's kind of dry funny. She has a very dry sense of humor. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'd probably get along with her. Yeah, it makes you understand why like, oh, like Nikki was also like super close to Nicole and like, she's very sarcastic, very dry. She's smart, like, you know, it's it's funny how different they are. Like, she has no desire to be seen as, like, a sexual thing. Like, she's just sort of, like, very in her, like, um, you know, people will say, like, she's very, like, possessive of her own body. Like, she just mm-hmm. seems very confident in herself. Where, like, Paris, to me, just seems, like, insanely insecure. Like, I think Paris is one of the most insecure celebrities that I've ever experienced. You know what's funny? As you say insecure, I I agree to a point, but I almost feel like she, because of her trauma, she had to be like a character of herself, which I guess Mm -hmm. goes with like insecurity. But I don't know. I can't imagine speaking in a fake voice every day. And didn't, doesn't she have brown eyes and wears blue, she wears blue contacts every day? (laughs) I don't know. I didn't know that. Is that true? (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to fact check. Okay. So yeah, Paris Hilton wears blue contacts costing $400 a pair. The blonde hotel heiress has naturally brown eyes, but is so desperate for bright blue eyes, she wears specifically created lenses every single day. Wow. I didn't know that. Well, you know, that's, I guess that makes sense because there have been moments where she's had like really bad contacts like bad blue contacts that just look so fake and I'm like why but I've Mm -hmm. never thought really deeply about it that's crazy every day 
she's so committed to the the whole gig and you know I'm I think that that's like really fascinating I love celebrities that are like um com- like so intensely committed to their public persona like that it's just really hard to imagine living like that when you think of your introduction to Paris Hilton I can vividly remember a picture of her but I'm curious what yours is or I can go first it depends whatever you want to do well what, what is yours when she's at the VMAs and she's wearing the blue like tube top and her hair's kind of in like oh. a poof. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, she's wearing like um that like flouncy sort of just fabricy. Yes, and it, it was blue. It was like dark blue, light blue. Yeah, totally. And that's like probably one of my first introductions to Paris, even though maybe she'd been around a little bit. Yeah. But that specifically. Oh, God. I think I learned about Paris. I'm trying to... I, actually, you know what? I learned about Paris from her first... Um, that David LaChapelle photo shoot where she's giving the middle finger. Okay, yeah. Like, that was like... I was like, who is that? Like, holy shit. <laughs> like, who is that girl? Uh, and, like, just... Re- I was so interested and fascinated by, like, the whole celebutant like you know she's this wealth and like they did that in her grandma's like antiques room and I just couldn't believe that I just was like this is so cool like as a teenager I was like this is the coolest thing I've ever read in my entire life and then reading about her being like a page six celebrity and her and her sister like nobody knowing who they are but they were just on page six all the time as these girls that go out together and I don't, I don't know that yeah that was the time that I think I learned about her and I thought she was like so cool it's almost like a Tinsley Mortemeyer thing yeah very very Tinsley I mean really honestly Paris just like took what Tinsley not to say that they like stole each other's careers but like she's just a celebutant like she's just like Tinsley except she marketed and branded herself in a totally crazy way you know yeah do you have a favorite Paris ex yeah, I liked um, that model. I can't think of his name right now. Paris Latsis? Jason Shaw. Oh yeah, he was cute. He's so cute. I loved him. And he just seemed very like innocent and just, she's a, another sex tape with him. They have like eight sex tapes together, her and Jason Shaw. Oh my God. How did you get these videos, Troy? Did you buy them off eBay? No, they were just like... I know, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> they were easily accessible. That's why I always thought it was so weird that people said, like, oh, she has one sex tape. Like, her other sex tapes are all over the internet and nobody ever talks about them. There are so many. I guess that's the only one that made it to DVD. That's true. The only one that got I, a title. I always loved her and Derek White Wibley from Sum 41. Oh, Derek! Because I was like a big Sum 41 fan. Yes. And I always thought they were like, they're like the OG MGK in. Totally. Yeah. And that's fun too if you're a Simple Life fan. Because they're always wearing, they're always wearing Sum 41 merch on the Simple Life. Oh. Yeah. They're like like wristbands. I need to revisit. I need to revisit. Trucker hats and stuff. Yeah. Her and Nicole's like sleep clothes, like in the fucking uh, swamp room that they were staying in in Altus. 
they're always in like dirty sum 41 clothes <laughs> i love that so i think if we've learned anything about paris you can rebrand yourself no matter how horrendous yeah and you can also change the whole fucking scape of pop culture yeah and people's attention spans are that of a fucking goldfish so and all this stuff is like you guys can google a lot of the stuff we talked about like mm-hmm. things troy brought up that's google googleable yeah very googleable very much so is that a word it is now <laughs> um I'm just going to do, I have some random Paris Hilton blinds saved in my phone. I'm just going to do a rapid fire. Just, these are all just random and just so rotted and whatever. All right, okay. let's go. I'm excited. I'm going to, I'm going to gasp the way you do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. This first one, let's go. Okay. Let's see. You have to realize that this former A plus list hated reality star used to be involved with the underage loving slash woman beating porn producer who is a fugitive from his own country. She used to be a threesome slash coke partner. And if he had brought some, if he had brought some, if he had brought home some very underage foreign born actress, our former reality star would have said exactly what she said on social media. And this is um, obviously Paris Hilton and Joe Francis. Yeah, there's a lot of fun blinds about Paris and Joe Francis, Joe Francis being just like basically business partners. For a healthy fee, this former back in the day A plus list reality star is acting as a matchmaker for wealthy men who like to date D-listers. This is 2019 when Paris was like really amped up the matchmaking, if you want to call it that. Uh, <laughs> now, does she? Do you think she gets like a kickback from that? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. I mean, she gets a lot of money from it. Um, this former A plus list reality star, who thankfully does not get any kind of television work any longer, makes it clear to her car service that she will not get in the car if a man of color is driving. Strangely enough, she's fine with a woman of color driving. That's from twenty sixteen. This former A-plus list celebrity who everyone hated turned A-list reality star everyone hated turned, please just look at me, <laughs> has spent much of the past week out of the country getting paid six figures to be with a married businessman. She makes these trips seem like vacations and she makes it seem like she's alone. And I always think about that when I see her on Instagram taking her trips to, you know, Africa and shit. I'm like, you're there to do a bunch of coke and fuck some old man come on and even in her documentary she was like i her voice is so different she's like i spend all day in my hotel room like it's a very deep voice but she's like i i go to work and then sleep and then i sleep four hours and then i'm on my phone for eight hours and then i dj then i go back to my room i'm alone the whole time yeah that's not how she sounds girl (laughs) no it's deep i always say her voice is deeper than mine it's deep. It's very deep. It's her voice is mine when I used to try to pretend to be straight in middle school. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it's like my straight, my straight, straight passing voice on the phone. Um, <laughs> it is time again for this very irregular feature where I show you how strange some of Hollywood's couplings can be. I give you one half of the couple and I'll let you figure out the other. Ooh. Um, Sean Penn and this former A-list reality star from back in the day 
who still has A-list name recognition, despite the fact that most people don't like her. They both enjoy hanging out with cartel leaders. It's Paris Hilton and Sean Penn. Can I just say, what does Sean Penn have over women? Oh God, I don't know. I don't He's know. dated Scarlett Johansson, Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. Who's like, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful women ever created. Totally. Mm-hmm. Listen, what, here's what I'll say to you. I guess cartel leaders. I don't know. Old Sean, scary, creepy, guy that you would avoid at a bar. Middle-aged Sean, younger Sean, do whatever. But he's he's someone who has beat women. He's he's disgusting. He's yeah. so unstable. Um, this reality star Celebutard has made sure to be on her best behavior the past few days. The way she has done this is by popping Vicodin like candy and smoking enough pot to make Snoop sick. The Vicodin is the Vicodin is making her happy, and the pot is making her eat. At least in her own mind, everything is fine. I giggle at that, but that's so sad. I know. There's a lot of really sad ED stuff in her storage unit. Just really like, oh. That makes sense. Yeah. Not makes, yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. No, I get what you mean. There's a lot of really funny ones about her trying to seduce men and it not working. Like this one. Okay, this A-list celebrity slash rapper thought she thought he was going to get turned down or really have to work to have sex with this former A-plus reality star celebrity. But she had sex with him the first time he made a move on her. She loves his drugs and he is giving her what she thinks will be a huge monster comeback. I think it will be a disaster. This is 2013 and it's when Paris joined fucking Young Money. And I was going to say, is it Lil Wayne? <laughs> where she fucked Lil Wayne for him to be on that dumb song that nobody even listened to. I was, yeah, I had a feeling it was Lil Wayne. <laughs> yeah. And then the follow-up to that is, it worked once, why not try it again? This parasite got some help in the record, in the record department with one lap dance, so why not try and make it two? The Parasite decided to try and give a lap dance to an aging record producer who said no thanks, despite many attempts by the Parasite to suck up to him and do whatever she thought might work. And that's Paris. It says Paris Hilton slash Clive Davis. She obviously doesn't know Clive Davis that well. (laughs) Like, he's an old gay man. He doesn't want anything to do with you. Clive Davis is like 103. He's so old. He's like, you're wrinkling my suit. I know. Yeah, I could go on and on. This is not the first time that we'll talk about Paris, obviously. We'll do more Paris stuff. Yeah. I mean, Paris did create the celebrity world we live in today. In a way. Not not completely, but in a way. Oh my God. I mean, I have her to thank, honestly, for four years of content, honestly, on Dunzo. I don't know what I would do. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, she is so much of what we talk about, even if she's not, like, directly mentioned like she's there yeah for sure um I mean even on the CW couple episode yeah yeah literally yes every single one Mm -hmm. um but yeah I mean if you guys have I think it's there has to be people listening to this that have met Paris and I'm always interested in a celebrity fan out as Wendy Williams calls it but like if you've ever interacted with Paris or have some sort of six degrees of separation Paris Hilton story please let us know I want to know it and I want to read it 
And it'll be anonymous. Yeah, we won't, unless you don't like want Like the Justin be. Bieber story. Yeah, which was incredible and has not left my mind since <laughs> you read that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, do you have anything else you want to add about Paris before we end it? No, I mean, I think she's genuinely a complex character that we grew up with. You know, we thought we knew one side of her and now that we're older, we're seeing a different side of her, even though there's still that dark side of her and that, you know, as you said, a racist side of her. Mm-hmm. It's just, she seems so, I'm not saying this because she was on The Simple Life, but she seems so simple and she's not. Right, yeah. She's, yeah. She seems like she wouldn't be like extremely complex and like polarizing, but she's so just, I mean, I could talk about her for 12 hours. Like, I feel like if Paris Hilton wanted me dead, she would kill me. And she might after this. Don't tell Aaron Carter. (laughs) She might be calling one of the cartel members at this moment. She is just so fucking powerful. Yeah, she's really, and it's now, it's like, she's so powerful amongst young people. Like, she's really got her hooks in Gen Z in a really intense way. Because Gen Z doesn't remember what we do. Yeah, they have no idea who she is at all. And they also don't know her through video because they don't, they didn't live through the paparazzi generation. So they know her through images. They barely oh. even, like, they know her through the simple life if they've decided to rewatch it and they know her through pictures. They don't, they weren't, they don't know her through TMZ videos every single day, eight times a day, where she's being terrible to people all day do you know what I mean they know her through pictures that's it and they're like oh she wore a juicy tracksuit I love that flip phone fun it's so crazy it's so crazy to think that the generation above us doesn't know anything about well the you know celebrity is what you see right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then the generation below us wants to see the good in everybody Mm -hmm. and I'm like it's, it's okay to see the bad. Totally. It's okay to see the bad. And it's okay to know also, like, they're very, like, this person's good until they're not good. And then when we discover they're not good, then they're canceled. It's just, like, it's an impractical way to look at celebrity because they're all rotted. Right. You, like, can, you can't be this, like, completely clean, incredible person in be famous and that's someone who loves Taylor Swift to death yeah totally you can't and you can't love you can't genuinely love pop culture and love celebrity and only engage in people's content that you deem to be a good person Mm -hmm. It's, it's a fool's game because you know you can watch a movie and not know that the director casting couched the fucking cast you don't know that unless you do the research so you saying like I'm not going to watch this movie because the lead in it is an asshole you're not really doing anything to be honest Mm -hmm. you're sort of not doing anything I guess what I say for me as far as cancel culture goes I'm always like I just cancel that person for me like say like a Morgan Wallen or a Chris Brown I'm like I'm just not going to support them exactly I'm not going to like try and tell you not to just like my personal choice is like, I'm good. Right. Like you don't need to have a movement behind because you Googled something and 
you know, eight years after it was discovered and, and now you want a movement on Twitter behind them. Like if that was the case, so many people that are famous right now wouldn't be famous. That's how I feel. It's like, I just personally, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do away with that person and they don't exist in my life. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm, 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 I'm in no, I'm not eager to watch uh, two and a half men anytime soon. Do you think Gen Z will ever try and cancel Paris Hilton? No. I don't think so either. I don't think so. I think it's too inconvenient. I don't think that they like to cancel people that are inconvenient to cancel. Ooh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be too inconvenient to, to cancel Paris, so they just pretend to not know things about her. It's just easier, which I yeah. think is hilarious. Well, guys, we hope you've learned at least something. I hope, you know, we're going to have an essay on this. So get ready. We're going to have some open-ended questions and I hope you paid attention. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, absolutely. The pop quiz is happening now. But thank you guys so much for listening. As always, make sure you rate, subscribe, follow the Instagram. Troy and I have so much fun doing this. Um, Like I said, Troy does so much research on these blinds. And I'm always like, Troy... How come I can't find any past 2018? I'm like, hold on, I got a note in my boot. And we have some. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, help me. <laughs> no, but thank you guys. And also, yeah, I, I was being dead serious. If you have like Paris Hilton stories, I would love to know them. I want to know people's interactions with her. Somebody feed Troy Paris Hilton information, please. Please, like a Pac Man. Just put it in my mouth. Okay, bye. <laughs>